You're listening to the Candid Confidence Podcast. I'm Leah Party, the confidence coach for online entrepreneurs. My mission in life is to empower you to make your dreams a reality by learning how to let go of self-doubt and overcome overthinking. We're about to get real on confidence, spirituality, mindset, and business through solo episodes and amazing guest interviews. Girl, let's do the damn thing. Hello, and welcome back to the Candid Confidence Podcast. I'm Leah. It is so nice to meet you if it's your first time here, if you are joining us, and if you are returning from listening for a while. Hi, how are you? I'm so happy you're here. Okay, guys, today we're going to talk about self-sabotaging. I think this is such an interesting concept, and I feel like there's some people who know what this is. I feel like this is somewhat of a somewhat of a common term, right? We kind of know what this means, but because it's such a subconscious thing and we're not in control of it, um, so many of us do this. And here's the thing, we actually all do this in different areas of life. No matter who you are, no matter what your level of involvement is in mindset, in psychology or whatever, you know, it doesn't really matter because there's so many things we're always doing and creating in our lives, whether it's relationships, money, success, family things, friend things, there's areas of life where we're all self-sabotaging without realizing it. And so the goal of this episode is really to educate you and myself to really talk about this, um, things that I struggle with this as well, on how we can all start to check ourselves and realize when we're doing that self-sabotaging. So before we get started, I am going to mention our sponsor, which is Build Your Free and Fearless Business. I am obsessed with this program. This is for you if you don't have a business yet, an online business, and you want one. You want to be a coach. You want to be a social media manager. You want to do branding. You want to be a fitness coach, life coach, nutrition coach, whatever. And you want to bring that online um, or create that online, but you're like, how the heck would I do that, right? This is also for you if you have that blog or that podcast and you know you have the Instagram page and you're doing the things, but you're like, well, how do I actually make money and make this a job? That's what this program is. So for 12 weeks, I'm going to be teaching you branding, social media strategy, how to sell, how to attract clients, how to sell without it feeling salesy. So all of the things that go into building a business, um, in 12 weeks, you'll have a fully functioning online business. But... My favorite part is the mindset work, of course. So there's also a lot of confidence in this program to get you, you know, confident to believe in your offers, to believe that you can do this. And that's what's gonna also motivate you to keep going and take the action step. So it really goes full circle. I am so into this program. Um, It's just amazing. I think the price is amazing. And it's an investment that you can get back very, very quickly in your online business because opportunities truly are endless. So if you're like, yes, I know I need to do that. I know I want an online business. I want this to work for me. Hit up the link in the show notes. um, And yeah, and reach out with any questions, okay? Okay, so with self-sabotaging, here's how it kind of goes. We all want the same things, right? We all want to be happy. We all want to be healthy. We all want great relationships and marriages and friends. And, you know, we all want wealth. We all want that safety net, right? We all want that. 
So why is it that some people seem to just be able to have all of that and others don't? And truly what it comes down to is that wanting it, when we say, you know, oh, I, I want to make more money, because I'm going to use money as an example in this, um, actually. So we want more money, right? We all do. But that's like a conscious level thing. And the subconscious runs the freaking show. Your subconscious mind is running the show. 95% of our actions come from our subconscious. Meaning what? Meaning there is an opening at work for a promotion, but you didn't end up applying because your subconscious belief was that they would never pick you and you weren't, wouldn't be good enough. That may have nothing to do with reality, but that's how you felt. It could also be taken from a perspective of sales. Let's say you want more clients in your business and you want more clients and you want more clients and you want more clients, but your subconscious is thinking, ooh, but what happens when I actually get those clients? Will I be able to help them? Will they see the value? Will I come out as a fraud, right? That imposter syndrome. If those are your deep subconscious beliefs, then you're not gonna take the actions to, to get the client. You're not gonna attract the clients because you're not gonna take your inspired actions because deeply down there, there's a fear. And this the, the same thing with money would be like, okay, but if I make more money, is there's all kinds of things. Is the government gonna take it all? If we're hung up on taxes, is are my parents gonna want money from me? You know, are my... Am I going to have to start supporting other people? Am I going to be looked down upon? Can I handle that kind of money? If I was making more money, could I handle it? Would it all disappear? What if I get the success and then I have more to lose, right? So it's all of those subconscious beliefs that we have that are really sometimes not at the surface. And at the surface, it's like, yes, I want this. I want this. I want this. But if only... If, if not many of your actions are fueled by that conscious level wanting it, and most of your actions are fueled by the subconscious, it, it's even like thinking about like going to the gym. Obviously, we all want to be healthy. We all want to feel um, energized and strong and happy. We all know that working out can get us there, right? We all know that exercising and moving our body and walking and doing things is good. But if most of your mind is telling you, Ooh, I don't know if that's going to pay off. What if I don't see any results? I went twice last week and I didn't lose any weight. Should I keep going? Like, it's never going to work anyways. So we really, really, really have to dig into what those thoughts are. And what is blocking our success? Because I can tell you this. If there's something that you want, but you don't have it yet, it's because there is some type of a block in your way. There's some type of a mental block, right? Because there's no reason, for example, for me to be running an online business, I had to remove a thousand subconscious blocks along the way. I'm still removing them. Every time I'm going to the next level, I'm removing what's in the way. And there's no logical reason why someone else couldn't do exactly what I'm doing or their own version of what I'm doing. The only reason is that their subconscious blocks are in the way and they haven't yet figured out how to remove them. 
And that's really what it comes down to. And I, I've talked about this several times, but I used to be really stuck in a victim mindset. And what a victim mindset looks like is thinking everything is luck. Thinking everything is circumstantial. It might look like buying lottery tickets because, well, <laughs> I'm not gonna make any money on my own. Might as well just see if I can get lucky. It's that type of a mentality versus, you know what? I'm gonna do whatever it takes to have financial freedom so that I can live the life that I want. And I know, and we can all get there, right? There's no, there's no blocking any of us except for subconsciously. We can all do what we wanna do. We can all have the career we want. Like, but that victim mindset will tell us we can't. And I used to be a total victim, guys. I used to feel like everyone else was luckier than me. I felt like my life was just harder than other people's. You know, um, yeah, I just, I really felt that way. And I, and I wanted to like get lucky and shit, you know? And, and, and I've tr changed that track in my mind so much that now I don't feel that way anymore because of doing the mindset work. And because I've removed a lot of that feelings of, well, I just, you know, everyone else got lucky because I don't believe in that anymore, I take the action. Because I believe that the actions are what gets people the results. And yeah, so we all want it, right? We can all say we want it. But if we don't have it yet, we have to look inside of ourselves and find the part of us that doesn't want it. If you want it and you don't have it yet, there is a part of you, and I'm gonna challenge you on this, there is a part of you that does not want it. And I know sometimes it could be, well, well, how, how would I not want it? Why would I wanna be working this minimum wage job? Why would I want that? What part of me would want that? Well, the part of you that isn't applying for other jobs, the part of you that's telling yourself you're too old, you're too young, you're not educated enough, you're overqualified, all the reasons that are there, that's your block. Because those aren't facts, right? They're not facts. And that's what all of the mindset work truly comes down to. Looking at the things that we tell ourselves, which essentially they're excuses. And I know they don't feel like excuses, right? I get it. It doesn't feel like an excuse to you. My excuses don't feel like an excuse to me, but we have to dig deep and really analyze them and say, oh, that's my brain. That's my ego brain's way of keeping me safe. You know, it's telling me I'm too young to get the promotion that's coming up that's available. So why apply? But that's not a fact, right? That's not a fact. So we have to look at that and say, well, why do I think it then if it's not a fact? Well, because there's safety in not applying for that promotion. There's safety in not attracting the clients who then will expect you to get them a result. <laughs> there's safety in making the amount of money that you are currently comfortable with. Although it feels less safe, although we're like, no, I'm stressed out, I can barely pay my bills, I wanna make more money. You have a comfort zone around the money that you're making. 
and you have beliefs that go against you making more. And that is what we have to dig into. And I, I feel like for any of you who are in online business, the clients thing is you're probably like, yep, I've either been there or I am there because there always comes a point when I'm working with my clients um, where they really want more clients. They really want their first client. A lot of them, it is their first client. A lot of, a lot of the people I work with are brand new in business or have been trying it on their own for a while and it hasn't quite worked. So they're like, I want my first client. And the biggest thing we have to work on is, well, what part of you doesn't want that client? Where is that coming from? And they're like, no, no part of me doesn't want the client. Of course I want the client. But there's a part of you that doesn't. There's a part of you that has fear around that. And, and for maybe, you know, even something that I can notice in myself right now, trying to go to the next level. And maybe that looks like, running running three group programs, right? What if I can't handle that? What if that's too many clients? What if I can't meet all of their needs or what if what if I get overwhelmed and over and burn out and then I lose my um, energy? You know, so those are the things that while they're also not factual, we tell ourselves we can't handle it. And it might be subtle. It might be sometimes you have that thought and then you go back to wanting, wanting, wanting. It might be a little bit of a fear when you bring it up, but then you try to hide that fear and you try not to think about that fear and you just want it, want it, want it. But if that fear is living in your subconscious, again, it's running the show. So we have to dig it out. We have to dig it out. And Another thing that I, I can experience at my kind of level that I'm at too is like I'm trending towards a top 100 podcast in my category. I'm in the top 200 consistently. I'm often in the top 100, but at some point I'll bust into that top 100, right? At, at the pace that I'm at. And then comes a little bit of a fear of, but what if I end up, well, I know I'll end up in the top 100, but what if then I my numbers stop going up? What if I lose listeners? What if I fuck it all up? And then won't I be crushed if I'm in the top 100 and then it, I lose it all? So those are the type of things that we really have to look at because that will self-sabotage every day of the week. So we have to really analyze every single one of those deep subconscious thoughts and say, are you true? And this is why I'm such a big proponent of journaling. <laughs> I'm laughing because I've been getting a lot of people reaching out lately about the podcast and telling me what they like and, and all of these things. And that's really awesome. And I so, so, so appreciate those kind words, you guys. Um, but somebody had said something about how I was, uh, I like made the joke that I'm always talking about journaling. I'm never going to stop. And they were like, yeah. Um, anyways. Yeah. So I'm never going to stop talking about journaling ever because this is how you can sort through these thoughts. And when you're writing out all of the thoughts about why you might not want that thing, why you might not want more money, why you might not want to meet the love of your life or to meet, or to meet a new guy or to start the online business, getting those down on paper and really looking at them and saying, are you real? Are you real? Or are you just a thought that's in my head that is just there to keep me safe. 
And it might not make sense because sometimes we, we don't feel safe in our circumstances, right? But the ego is about keeping you small. The ego is about keeping you at the same level, that comfort zone. So maybe it's an abusive relationship. And, and not even abusive, okay? Let's just say you have been in a few relationships where the guys aren't exactly the nicest and they just kind of aren't the type of guy you want to marry. But you keep attracting the men and it seems like you can't meet a nice guy. And maybe you've developed a belief, and I had this belief at one point, right before I met my husband, <laughs> that men are jerks. Men are assholes. They just are. They're all jerks, right? It's There's no fact there, right? It's not written in the Bible that every man is an asshole like that's not true right but it can feel that way and when our subconscious mind carries that belief that well the only man that exists at least the only man that's gonna date me is gonna be a jerk we're gonna find more freaking jerks to date and we're gonna we're gonna walk right past mr amazing to get to another jerk and we are gonna walk right past our dream clients to get to more not having clients because we didn't believe either we didn't believe we could or we were afraid to actually get them or what if it all what if we make a bunch of money this month and the next month we don't make any right i used to i don't know if i mentioned this on the podcast yet and i mean no disrespect to uber drivers i think uber is an awesome way to make money whether it's full time part time casual it's such an awesome system that people can decide to do that anytime that they want any amount of hours they want cool but i was having um this was probably like last winter i was having thoughts like oh my god you know what if my business dries up and then i have to or like months are bad and i have to become an uber driver and it wasn't as much of like i didn't want to be an uber driver it was more like well how embarrassing you know how would, how would my audience react if I'm, you know, supposed to be the successful business coach and next thing you know, I'm an Uber driver, right? It was more like, it was more like, holy crap. But here's, the, but the whole point of the story is, why was I thinking about that? There was no truth and there was no evidence or truth that my business wouldn't work out or that I would dry up or that it would stop working. And this was before the coronavirus <laughs> happened even, so... Yeah, so I but those but that whole thought track, the where I kept having the thought of Uber driver, fuck I'm gonna be an Uber driver, that whole thought track was not helping me manifest lots of clients and lots of money and lots of success, right? It was when I fully got myself behind, I will never need a side job because this is working all the time, a hundred percent full-time income every month. Once I stopped having those thoughts and really called them out as bullshit, everything changed. Everything changed. And I have to do that all the time because the level that I'm at now, of course I wanna to go to the next level. The next income level, the next podcast success level, all the things. And there's blocks in the way telling me whatever the stories are, right? So it's always gonna be, what are the stories and how can I break them down and call them out and get rid of them? It's always gonna be like that. And that's not a bad thing because the ego truly is there to keep us safe. As much as it does keep us in not so great circumstances, it's there to keep us safe. 
and it's just doing its job. And a concept that I heard recently, which kind of made me think was, was, so there's kind of, there's this thing called spiritual bypassing. And that's kind of the, and then actually I did this when I first learned about, um, like manifestation and I first started journaling and I first started meditating. I got really into all of it, right? I was spiritual bypassing because I wasn't digging deep into any issues in my life. I wasn't feeling negative things because I was like, Oop, I'm not supposed to feel negative things. Let's go back to positive. It was like this whole like fake positive, all just thinking thoughts and reading affirmations and re repeating mantras and no negative, right? And I was missing the whole point of the mindset work, which is to dig deep into the feelings and feel them and feel the anger, the frustration, the trauma so that you can release it. That is like the work, right? But spiritual bypassing would have you suppress everything and create this like false positive. And what I heard recently on a podcast was that, and I wish I could remember the name of the podcast, um, but it was saying we can't be happy all the time. And that's good because we need that contrast. And it makes sense because if you were happy all the time, if everything always went your way, if every goal you would, you would always achieved every single one of your goals with no challenge, life would be fucking boring because we wouldn't appreciate any of it because we wouldn't have the contrast. So that kind of that that whole little idea there that we need the contrast of all of the emotions. I think for me, just once I heard that, I started thinking. You know, if I'm in kind of a funk one day or if I'm upset or sad or whatever, I could almost appreciate that. So I was like, okay, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling this. What's going on here? The happiness is going to feel so much better, right? Once I get back to my high vibes, I'll, under, I'll be more appreciative because of that contrast. So I think with all this work, I know like this episode is kind of heavy and it's kind of like, oh, there's things in our way and we have to get rid of them and it's a lot of work. But it doesn't have to be a lot of work and it doesn't have to be a negative thing. Feeling all of the emotional, all of the emotions that are available to us as humans, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. And we can stop looking at those emotions so harshly and stop like being upset about them. We can embrace it. Like, like I used to, I used to not cry for like a long, for like a period of time I really tried not to cry and that was probably partially because the times I wanted to cry I was usually at work <laughs> and I was the, the manager running the department and I didn't want to be crying at work um, in front of my employees, which holds some merit. Okay. I Looking back, like if I was in that position now, I feel like I would just like let them see me cry because I really believe that like, I believe it's really important to feel your emotions and to express them and as a leader, I think authenticity is everything. And to, to kind of just pretend you're perfect doesn't do your staff or your people or anybody any good, right? They, they then have this idea that they need to be perfect and to be perfect is to suppress your emotions and all that bullshit. But, but at the time I was like, well, I'm not going to cry. Right? So I always just like kind of held it in and I'd go home and cry. But anyways, now things are different because I don't have, I'm not there. Right. But I let myself cry and like, I let myself feel. And I just think that is so, so, so important. 
to to give ourselves that you know 15 minutes or whatever to feel everything and then let it go and release it okay we're getting way off topic here because this was supposed to be about self-sabotaging but part of how we work through ourselves part of how we dig out the self-sabotaging beliefs we have is by feeling them is by thinking back to where did this come from? You know, that can be such a powerful part of it. Where did this belief come from? How can I think back throughout my life to this belief and find where it came from? You know? Um, so I want you to really think about the things that you want, the success you're after, the career path you're after, the relationship, whatever, all the things you want and start looking, where am I self-sabotaging? You know, where am I afraid that if I get that much money, I'll just be stupid and waste it all? Or people will be jealous of my success? Or what if I can't handle, you know, having more clients? Um, yeah, or, or do I feel worthy of it? What if I don't feel worthy deep down of attracting more clients? that is gonna stop me from getting them as well. Those are all the things we really have to dig up. Do I feel deserving of my desires? Do I deserve them? Is there somebody else more qualified than me that should be getting them, right? What are people gonna think? That's a big one, at least for me. <laughs> so I hope this episode provided you with something really tangible to start doing right now in your journal and just start to dig deeper and analyze what's there and call yourself out on the bullshit. Tell yourself it's not real because it's not. Thoughts are not facts. Thoughts are not facts. Okay. I love you guys so much. I hope you guys leave me a five-star review and write me an amazing, um, Okay, a five-star rating and write me a review and take a screenshot of this episode and share it on the gram and tag me. I'm at candid.conference over there. And yeah, I can't wait to chat with you guys again very soon. Thanks for tuning in. Have a fabulous day.